0: Hallelujah. Thank you for your prayers Thank you for your worship this morning My wife and I want to thank you for your continued prayers as we leave tomorrow we look forward to what God has in store for us, and the team, and for the churches that we will be ministering in, in South Africa. Uh, you may be seated, but have your Bibles handy. I encourage you that uh, don't rely on the overhead, because I just told Sister Kayla this morning, I don't know what direction I'm going know what, uh, I gave her scriptures, I don't know what order I'm going to do them in, Uh, so probably good if you have your Bible, like a physical Bible, one, it helps you learn where things are in the Bible, because at some point in time, your tablet, your phone may go out of, may not have power, and you may need to read the Word. We have been having some great preaching and uh, I've been searching for what the Lord wanted me to talk about this morning. And uh, Can't get away from, just seems like everybody is going through some trials and some tribulations and kind of being under attack. And just seems like it's, you're walking in mud. Just can't just, just can't seem to get going. Sister Melissa spoke such a great message, the gift of discomfort. God moving us into places of discomfort to work things out of us so that we can become more of who he needs us to be, who he not needs but who he wants us to be. Putting us in discomfort That's not an easy message to go, amen. It just gets worse. Brother Jake spoke about the duality of water, and he was reminding us that when the storms come, because it's not if the storms come, it is when the storms come, your position is very important. Because if you're serving God and you're walking with God and you're trying to please God, you're going to have joy and peace. But if you're not trying to do what's right, it's going to be like you're outside the boat in the water. Such excellent messages. And in conversations with pastors and others, this common theme seems to be that it just seems like Everybody is going through it. Everybody. I can attest to it. You see, some people are, you look around and you go, you know what, they have the perfect life. They have a great life. But you don't know what's happening underneath. You don't know what's happening in the private prayer closet that they have. It's one of the reasons why when, 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 were felt led to pray for one another, it's important that you take it seriously. Because that person that you start to pray for, they may be going through the worst time of their life. And your prayer can make a difference. So today I'm going to speak about glory in my infirmity. Let's just glory in my trial. Glory in my tribulation. Glory in my loneliness. I will glory through my sickness. If you want to turn to 2 Corinthians 12, 7, 12, 7 through 10, you don't have to stand up because I'm there. I, my notes are just. Bible verses today if you're there and it's not the overhead, can you say amen and lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh the messenger of Satan to buffet me now that is not to give a bunch of food I mean, if Satan wants to buffet me with a nice bakery, I mean, I'm on board for something like that. But this buffet is punch, hit. So imagine walking down the street and just having somebody just randomly every couple minutes going, The Bible's not specific on what uh, Paul's going through, what what that was happening at that time. But I would think if it was a physical person that was giving him problems, there may have been some mention of, you know what, I really want to throat punch them right now. It probably wasn't someone cutting them off cutting him off in traffic every day. I now this is not like I said it's not specific. To me, it's probably temptation. It's probably some sort of, of issue with his thinking, his mind. And it's a con- continual time. It may it may be days before it comes back, but it'll always come back. And he's like, "What in the world? Why am I doing that? Why am I thinking?" Because so at one point in time, he goes, "If I if I want to do right, I don't, and if I." Want to live right, I don't. And so Paul was just like us. He he went through things. He he struggled with things. We're gonna read on, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Now, if you've ever asked your mom and dad why you did something, why they did something, and they just said, because I said so. That's a little frustrating. I mean, back in the day, it could have been more acceptable, but nowadays everybody questions everything. Paul's sitting here going, Lord, why? What's going on? Can you get rid of it? Lord just goes, you know what? I got it all in control. You're good. Again, Paul is struggling. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches. In necessities, in persecutions, in distress, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Now, we may have this lifted-up view of Paul as you know what he was—he was a blessed guy. I mean, just—I mean, he wrote over half the New Testament. God was just protecting him and protecting him. So let's turn to 2 Corinthians eleven twenty four. 24. That sounds good, all the paper's rustling. Paul is talking here, and he's talking of what he has gone through, some of the things that he's gone through. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods, once was I stoned, Thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day have I been in the deep, in journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren. It's not like he's got this easy life that he's walking through. In weariness. In weariness, how many can attest to weariness? In painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Besides those things that are without, the things that were on the outside, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. So he was also carrying all the weight of the churches that he has started and that he's trying to help build. All these things Paul's going through. And Paul's going, I take pleasure. See, we go back to we will walk through trial. We will walk through infirmities. Just facts. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. The the problems and trials just don't happen to us, but they also happen to everyone. Whether it looks like they're going through something or not, they're facing something in life. And Paul's going, I take pleasure in this. But Paul is not the only crazy dude that says, I take pleasure in my trials. Let's go to James. James chapter 1, verse 2. My brothers. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. It only gets better from here. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Oh, I don't pray for patience. And the Lord goes, (laughs) you're not praying for patience? Patience guess what's coming you can pray for patience or don't pray for patience part of what you're supposed to have when you're walking with me is patience we're all on board with praying for lord that million dollars lord that new house that brand new lexus But are we on board to go, Lord, if I need patience, then do what it takes to give me patience so that I can walk more like you want to walk. Brother Green talked about transformation. We are supposed to be continually being transformed in the image of God. How do we get there? but by having the things that are not of him removed. So we have to walk through trials and tribulations. How are we supposed to react to these trials and tribulations? Well, according to Paul and James, we're supposed to be, all right, yeah, we got this. But if you want more, let's turn to 1 Peter. Peter has got to be the sane one and say, you know what? Let's not get hyper on this joy and having a good time. Peter, 1 Peter 3, verse 12. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. And who is he that will harm you if ye be followers of that which is good? But and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye. And be not afraid of the terror, neither be troubled, but sanctify, sanctify the Lord in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh because you will be asked if you walk around and they know you're walking through something and you have a smile on your face. Every man that asketh, you uh, asketh you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience, conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse you Your good conversation in Christ. For it is better if the will of God be so that ye suffer for well doing than evil doing. For Christ also has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. You see, we do go through trials and tribulations. And discomfort to work things out of us. It's one of the reasons, and we have to be mindful of where we are in position with God when we go through them. But the reason, really, the real reason why we go through things is so that we can be a witness to others. How many of you have been have been notably healed by the Lord? See, I, I, I had migraines as, as a child And I was in church one night And we had Brother Lee Jackson here And he did a prayer line I was laying back, back in the day The bathrooms were the uh, nursery And I was laying in pitch black Because it was just hurting And my mom, being the prayer person she is Came back and got me, and I was, the line was so long that I just basically walked in the back doors and stood there. And I'm like, and Brother Jackson doesn't come up and uh, just, oh, Lord, no. I got to put my microphone down so you can hear what happened. I was knocked back onto my mom. My mom was sitting there struggling. Her four-foot frame just trying to cut. But you want to know what? There was no pain. I've not had a migraine since. Now, when I walk up to someone and they're, they're, you see the eyes kind of close, and you, you know what? I struggled with that once, but Jesus touched me. And you know what? We don't have to go to a church building to to pray. We don't have to have my pastor come and anoint you with oil. We can pray right here. I can take your hand, and I can pray, and God can heal you as a sign of his power to you so that you will know that he is real and that he wants wants to know you. He wants to love you, and he wants you to be saved. Pastors talked about it. He's been healed of within his back. That can open up doors to talk to people, to say, you know what? I've been there. See, we walk through things. We walk through depression. If we, we, we walk through things so that we can understand what the person's going through. And we can say, I personally know that my god is able my god is not only able but he wants to touch you because he's done it for me they can't dispute it they can't say it's false because it happened to me it happened to me see that's why when when it's not just a when we come to the lord it's not just a i believe in god There's a sign of the speaking in tongues. That way when people start talking, oh, no, tongues aren't for today. We can go, hold on a second. I can take you to the spot. The first time I was filled with the Holy Ghost, and he filled me, and I spoke with tongues as the evidence. You see, we are not just to come and hang out on the pew. We are not supposed to be just sideline Christians. This is a, supposed to be a flowing situation. He said rivers of living water will flow through you. That means we have to be a conduit. Conduit, an open conduit for God to use us anywhere anytime to anyone. Whether you think they're worthy of it, whether you think they're not worthy of it, whether you think they they really are on the border, if God opens that door, we are supposed to open our mouth. The Bible talks about a door of utterance being opened. We are supposed to walk through those doors when God gives us the the opportunity. But the only way we're going to know about those opportunities are if we're in prayer and in reading the Word so that we are in tune with the Spirit. That way, when we walk through life and we we walk into the grocery store and the the person that's checking us out, you start a conversation. Yeah, you have to start a conversation sometimes. It's a tough one. It starts with, hello? (laughs) Or, how are you doing today? And they go, you know what? It's been a tough day. You know what? There's no lines. Mind if I pray for you? Now, all the introverts just crawled under their chairs. (laughs) Now, I am not an introvert, but I am not an extrovert. But I have forced myself into start making conversations. And it opens doors that you never thought would open because you are able to walk through and see something and go, hey, how are you doing today? It's not easy for me to talk to people, but I do it because I know it's what I've been called to do, not because I'm on this platform. So let's talk about that. Let me find it because, like I said, I'm out of order here. 1 Timothy 1. Verse 12. And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry who was before a blasphemer, a persecutor, an injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which is in, the, in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all accepta- acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Howbeit for this cause I obtained mercy that in me first Christ Jesus Jesus Christ might show forth all long suffering for a pattern to them which should here to after, hereafter believe on him in life everlasting. So let's go back to the top here. It says, putting me into ministry. Now, a lot of people want to skip over that and go, well, that's the platform. Paul was a preacher, that's just him. That's just those special people that get up and talk in front of people. That ministry there, if you go back and look at the meaning, it's meaning anyone who's in subject to a king. Who's in subject to the king today? Pretty much every hand goes up. You are in the ministry. And your background helps you ministry. Your background, no matter how bad it is, or how good it is, is a testimony to others. See, Paul says, "For howbeit for this cause I obtain mercy that in me first Jesus Christ." might show forth all longsuffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him. See, when we walk out these, these doors, we are to be, to talk to people. And it's, you know what? I, I went through this. I was this. Paul, Paul was there at stoning of Stephen. He was, he was approving of it. He held the coats. He was on missions in the name of the Lord to kill all the Christians. Sometimes we think our history is bad, but we had him, he was wanting to murder people. But yet, God found him faithful so that his testimony could reach those that are. Also going down that path. See, you may be struggling with things. You may not be filled with the Holy Ghost this morning and struggling with things and going, I'm not worthy. God's not talking about that. God's going, I love you. I want to use you in my kingdom. And that past that you have is going to be beneficial to you. Not that you needed to go, not that you should have gone through it, but I'm going to make everything work for So I'm going to take that circumstance that you put yourself into, and I'm going to turn it, and I'm going to win souls with it so that my kingdom grows and the kingdom is farther out because that person can then turn around and go, you know what? He did it for me. He did it for my friend. He can do it for you. So if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, if you've not been filled with the Holy Ghost, it doesn't matter about your past. It doesn't matter about your present. It doesn't matter where you're all right now. God's going, I want to fill you so you can be a witness for me to others. Because ultimately, that's why we are all filled with the Holy Ghost. So that we can witness to others because, you know, that flowing river. has always got to flow. So we are supposed to be joyful when we go through trials and tribulations. Uh, So I'm going to go to 1 Peter 4, and I'm going to, uh, let's read it in the King James. We're going to start in verse 12. love it think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which you which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you but rejoice inasmuch as much as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings there again rejoice and understand i am not i don't find this easy i'm not up here standing going yeah i've got this you all need to do the same thing. It's not an easy thing to go, you know what? I've been feeling real lonely. And I can't seem to shake it. And go, you know what? God's got this. God's got me and it may this is going to be a temporary situation. Thinking where to go. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their, on their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody in other men's matters. Talking about others. I'm going to skip down to verse 19. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on his behalf. Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. While I was studying this and thinking about this, I have a memory of someone coming up and complaining. You know, my mom prays, I'll hear her pray, Lord, whatever it takes to get my children saved, do it. As a parent, I understand. As one that has been prayed for that, I'm like, what? But think about this. You have children, and you go, Lord, whatever it takes, so that my son or daughter, my grandchildren, and the coming generations will will know you, live for you, and make it to heaven. And God goes, that's going to take your life. Whoa, 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 God. I don't want to go to heaven today. Could you give me about 10 years? See, right there we're making a choice. Is my life more important than my children's going to heaven. This is a tough thing because am, am I willing to give my kids so that I can have a little bit longer life when I pray, Lord, whatever it takes for my family to be saved. I'm not saying that God's going to require you to die for your family to be saved, but I took it to the extreme to get you to understand. Where where, where is our thinking? How far will we go for the lost soul? How far will we go? Will we commit to go, you know what, God? Whatever the cost, whatever the price to see my family saved, I will walk through it gladly. I will do whatever you want to see my neighbor saved. I will do whatever you want to see my family saved. How far are, is our commitment? Because, see, someone prayed a prayer, said, if this, can, if this can happen, can you take this cup from me? But never, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. See, if we're going to be transformed into the likeness of Jesus, then we got to start thinking, what sacrifices did he take? And are we, we willing to do it? Psalms 23 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I'm not going to fear when I walk through trials and tribulations. I'm not going to fear when I face things that I don't understand. I'm not going to walk in fear when the government tries to do all kinds of things to shut the church down. I'm not going to walk in fear when the schools start saying all kinds of junk and trying to push all kinds of agendas on my family. I'm not going to walk in fear because my God is with me. His rod for correction, his staff for direction is with me always. But you follow that up with, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That means I'm going to walk continually in his presence. I'm going continually to seek his face and try to be transformed into his image. But that's a continual walk, and that's a continual dedication. That's not a Sunday morning walk. That's not a Wednesday night walk. And for those of you that come on Monday nights, it's not just a Sunday, Monday, Wednesday walk. That's an every day. Let's just break it down. That's an every second walk. It's got to be in every second. Lord, this second, what do you want me to do? I have prayed, Lord, let whoever you want to be in this car, let them be in this car. If you don't want them, then don't let it happen. Lord, if you want me to talk to someone today, I want to talk to someone today. Lord, open a door of utterance for me today so that I can talk to someone. You know what happens? Someone else starts the conversation. And it's like, ding! Opportunity. I don't talk, I, 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 please forgive me for, for referencing myself, but it's, it's where I'm at right now. Lord, if you want me to move to Alaska, my wife will hate it, but we will go. Lord, if you want us to move to Florida, I might not like it, but my wife would love it. (laughs) Lord, if you want me to go overseas, we will go. Lord, if you want me to stay right here until you come back, I will stay right here until you come back. Lord, I don't have to have a platform ministry. You can move me wherever you want. It doesn't matter to me. I'm going to be the best I can be wherever you place me. I'm going to work for you with all my strength, all my heart, wherever you place me. Whatever job you give me. Let me tell you, this Uber thing, I'm set to do for the rest of my life. It's an awesome gig. But if God goes, you know what, I want you to go back to a 9-to-5 job. Even worse. I want you to go back to an 11-to-7 job and work midnights. Lord, I will do it. But that's my attitude. Wherever you want me to go, that's where I want to be. Because there, that is where the doors will open. And see, I'm, for all you parents, I'm setting a pattern for my kids. You want your kids to do things of God, you better stay busy in the kingdom. If you skip church, your kids will skip church. If you're late to church, your kids are going to be late to church. If you don't pray, your kids won't pray. If you pick, oh, I don't like that speaker, we're going to have something else to do that night. Brian's an excellent speaker, but if you don't like him, that doesn't mean you don't show up to church. Now, I'm sorry, Brian, I won't be here on Wednesday. (laughs) But you get the point. See, this is an all-in situation. And we will go through trials and tribulations. It's a fact. But how we react to it and how we conduct ourselves is a witness just in how our actions are. To others. We don't have to say a word to others, and they will see if you have a bad attitude. They will see if you're mad and all upset about situations. And I'm not saying you can't get mad and upset. What I am saying is that you better put forth a godly attitude, you better put forth a godly face. Because are, they are watching you, they are seeing you. Just yesterday, You never know when things come back. I'm walking and Jimmy calls me over, brother Jimmy calls me over to the table and goes, hey, do you remember this lady? I have no clue. She goes, yeah, you gave me an Uber ride a year ago. Hope hope it was good. (laughs) So you never know when you're going to run back into people that go, you know what, I remember how mean that person was. I was a waitress or a waiter at a restaurant, and that person came in and was horrible. Oh, and they called themselves a Christian? Hmm. Then they talk to people and tell people, you know, that person, they claim to be a Christian, but they treated me bad three years ago. See, we have to make a decision, and it can't be tomorrow. It's got to be today. We have to walk for the Lord. We have to give God everything. Isaiah 43, 1 and 2 says, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be there. And though the river, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. See, God's telling you, you're going to walk. But because you're walking with me through it. Brother Tenney preached a message years ago. It's called A Place Called Over. And he said, he told the disciples to go over to the other side. He did not say, go to the middle and die. He did not say, go to the middle and sink and I'll come save you. He said, go over. There was an expectation of them getting to the other side, even with him not there. He already knew they were going to be on the other side. We get to the middle and see the storm and freak out. When we're going, when we should be going, okay, Lord, you told me to go over. You said uh, to walk through this. Then we will walk through it. Thank you, Lord, for the times that he's taken me out of situations, but also thank you, Lord, for those times that he's allowed me to walk through it with him. Can we all stand? Hebrews 12, 2 and 3 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finish of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider, for consider him that endured such contradictions of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. When we start going through struggles, when we start going through a trial, We are to look to Jesus. And as we walk with him, and as we communicate with him daily, and we put on the armor of God, because it's a battle, the joy of the Lord will be our strength. That's not the Lord going, man, they are so strong. That just gives me, makes me smile. That means the joy that God is placing in us because of our walk with him will strengthen us. We are going to be strong in situations because of him, not because of us. So today is going to be a different altar call. Because really today, I, I've, I feel I've said some really um, hard things. It's not easy to go through depression and go, you know what, Lord? Psh, yeah. It's not going, it's easy to go through a loss of a loved one and go, But God is going, I want you to walk through things with me so that, number one, you will be stronger and you will be more like me. But number two, you will reach those that I put you in contact with. So today's altar call is really going to be a prayer meeting. And the decision is yours the decision that you have to make is you know what am I going to sit down am I going to kneel down am I going to come to the altar and and go God whatever you want from me I'm laying it on the altar doesn't matter what it is it doesn't matter if it means I have to change because I'm going to have to change It doesn't matter if it means I have to move my friend base and and, and let some people go. I want to be who you want me to be. Not just in this altar call, but as I walk out the door. You can make the decision to do nothing. God's not going to slap you in the head. Because this is your decision to do it. It doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter how old you are. You are never retired in the kingdom. That's right. it, it doesn't matter if you're 95, 100 years old. You are still to reach the lost. Right. You still have to make the commitment to going, I will serve you with everything in me today. The decision is yours. As they sing, I'm going to open these altars. You can pray where you're at. But I pray, Lord, that you will make a decision today to follow Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, if you need the Holy Ghost this morning, please come forward. Doesn't matter your past or your present. God's wanting to use it. God's going, you have talent that I want to use to build my kingdom. Come As you are, I will fill you, and I will cleanse you, and I will make things right. Just come as you are.